I'm Richard. And I'm Will. And together we're the, the Irreverent, Irreverent Nerds. Nerds. Bum, bum, bum. Three, two, one. Nerds. Nerds. <laughs> we are here. I gotta, I gotta do something other than German. Let's see. Nerds, we are here. I can do in that, boys. In the great state of North Carolina. And I tell you, Yeehaw! we're having a good time. Good yeah. time. Good, good old time. We've been talking. We've been hanging out. I snorted mm. some white powder off a dusted cow. <laughs> <laughs> what, was the, what was the white powder? What was it? I think it was borax. <laughs> Had a little bit left in the barn. Well, doggies. Borax. Didn't really do anything for me. I think I need to see a doctor. <laughs> well, I think we're coming from the wrong state. I, I just did well doggies, but that's Tennessee. That's like, you know, you know, the mountain man Jed. Come listen to a story about a man named Jed. No, 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 no. You ever watch that? Beverly Hillbillies? They're my cousins. Your cousins? Well, dang. You got a cousin that's a neurosurgeon? Neurosurgeon? That's right. Was it Jethro? It was like, when he graduated in sixth grade, he wanted to be a brain... Was it a brain surgeon? I wouldn't let him operate on my honey toad. <laughs> Dang, that's right. By the way, we can do these accents, and there should be no offense, because we're from North Carolina. You know, I don't know if we're doing North Carolina properly, but, you know, it's a southern accent of some type. Ironically, though, we both were born in the city, so neither one of us have a country accent in the traditional sense. You know, although I didn't grow up here, Will did, but you still didn't get the accent for some reason. We can just have my wife on, and, and she don't have to fake it none. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, ain't, yeah. Ain't it interesting, though, when you grow up in city limits and, and you don't get it for some reason? But some people do. But a lot of people don't if they grow up in city limits. You'd go just outside city limits and you get much stronger. And the further outside of city limits you go. Now, I've heard the reason for that is because they had a lot of settlers who came down from Scotland and Ireland. And they tended to be poor. There was this one oh, area, in particular, this one oh, area of, of Scotland. I mean, I got some heritage, too. I got like Haney's and Owens and the like from Scotland, Ireland, you know, etc. Owen is a very, Owen is a very Scottish name from what I know. <clears throat> I got English, a lot of English in there too. I got Edwards and stuff like that. Um, you know, best, of course, best is very English word. Very white, of course. <laughs> very white. Yeah. I even got some Norwegian in me somewhere, although I haven't found it on the family tree, but genetically, supposedly, I, I got some Norwegian. I've talked about that never before. bothered you anyway. Cold never bothered me anyway. All right, I think that's enough. We we should probably get her done and talk about this. Yeah. This uh this this topic that we we chose for today. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of having fun though. This, this, I know. This I'm calls back fun on. Listening to you. <laughs> so we 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 did. I prefer that, this over your German accent. Many many years ago, we did a, a student film. Like, for for your your time at what for SciTech, you had to do some visual effects for it. And I was a redneck, and you were an otaku. Otaku. So ironically, even though you grew up Aye. in North Carolina, 
you were not the one doing the southern accent. I was. That's <laughs> right. You didn't grow up in North Carolina. I did not. Look, I lived here for two years. Not really long enough to pick up much of anything, you know, because I lived in the city during that time. Um, now, my dad apparently had some accent because he grew up in South Carolina, relatively small town in South Carolina, but he lost that twang over the years. Some of that was like speech class and learn how to be a preacher and whatnot, you know, but he lost that accent. Gradually, By God. Gradually over time. Glory. <laughs> Glory. Get some of that, some of that. Not Tennessee windsucker, but South Carolina windsucker. <gasps> and I tell you. And I... <laughs> anyway. All right. All right. Back to, <laughs> back to normal here. I was having too much fun with that. Um, yeah, and I feel like I can be freer with that because I'm like, who am I offending but my own people because I'm from North Carolina. Exactly. So, although, I, I think, yeah, maybe something. I grew up, I was born here. I lived in South Carolina for a little while as well. And then when I was around four or five, moved out to the Southwest, and most of my formative years were spent in the Southwest, which is why, I mean, personally anyway, why I don't have. Also, my mom was from, like, Ohio, which, like, Ohioans, you know, you have a little bit of a twang, like, a little bit of a whatnot and stuff like that, you know, like, like, like the further up in Ohio you go, the further up in Michigan you go, you start to get a little bit of that like Canadian twang, you know, a little bit of the Canadian twang. Like, oh, I don't know, eh? Like, hey. I see some moose the other day. You get a little bit of that the further up you go, the UP. But Toledo, you know, the area where my mom grew up, like, not that much. You know, she just very straight, not a lot of twang, in her, not any, not really any twang in her accent. And my dad lost most of his over the years because he was like, you know, he's a professional speaker. Basically, he did that for a living, so he was, like, very deliberately trying to articulate in a more traditional English fashion, whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, he, he lost most of that twang. Twang, um, that's a fun word. I'm pretty sure I drank <clears throat> twang, twang in the 90s. But, no, apparently it, it comes from the fact that a lot of the rural Ringo areas were, were settled by people from some regions of Scotland and Ireland that had very strong rural accents as well. And those eventually evolved into what is now, you know, southeastern United States or right. the southern accent in a traditional sense. At least that's that's what I've heard. Now I don't know where Texas got its accent from. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe similar. I don't know. Don't know the Texas heritage so much. But yeah. Uh, anyway. Hey nerds. Hey nerds. I hope you enjoyed that. I did. Yeah, that that was fun. A little uh little journey down uh southern lanes. <laughs> Country roads take me home. That's about West Virginia, though. Yeah, we don't talk about West Virginia. Wink, <laughs> 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 wink. Country roads take me home to my double wide trailer. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's family resembles that remark. <laughs> Do they? I don't uh, know. What's funny though, I'm all just the kidding. They're they're from West Virginia though. All the times I've driven through West Virginia, I've never seen a trailer. So I guess I just wasn't in the areas where that, that got that stereotype. But I would drive through there on my way to Ohio, done that many times, and on the way back, obviously, through Charleston and all that. Never saw a trailer. Never saw a mobile home. I saw a lot more of those in Arizona growing up. They had like entire like mobile home like developments, like oh. like villages, like. These are like retirees from Minnesota would come down and live in a mobile home. And these were like nice too. They had like yards and everything. Like 
and there would be like a hundred of them in this little development and uh yeah you had like retirees that would come down for six you know five six months out of the year and then when it got when it started getting too hot they would go back up to minnesota or wisconsin wisconsin or wherever they called them snowbirds yeah Um, but yeah some people that live there year-round um but but yeah those were like entire towns but they were nice they were actually nice compared to the the few that i see here in winston when you see trailers around here they, they never look good and there's always there's always like there's like six or seven of them you know, they, they're running, like, small packs. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea why. I don't either. It's just, like, somebody bought a random plot of land. It's like, I'm going to throw a few mobile homes on here and, and rent them out or something. Well, I know my aunt, <clears throat> she had a nice mobile home, but then she had, like, she filled it up with, she was a hoarder, so after oh. she filled up one mobile home, she'd just buy another mobile home and then, and then fill it up a new too. one. <laughs> oh, I mean... Well, uh, if that's how you want to spend your life and your money, I guess. Well, right. that's what my dad told me anyway. I don't really think I saw it. But uh, anyway, so we're here to talk about Parasite. Yeah. By the way, we don't want to cast any aspersion on those who live in mobile homes. I'm not trying right. to say anything horrible about you. I, maybe that is a little offensive. Because um, I know legit for various reasons. Sometimes can't afford to live in anything other than that, you know. And... um. So yeah, I'm not trying to say anything bad about people that live in that. So yeah, no no offense intended. Um, but yeah, and I say that as someone who's always been lower middle class. Like I've never been a rich man myself. So <laughs> like I, I live in a small apartment right now, so I can't say much, honestly. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. So, parasite. <laughs> yeah, I just I, the reason that the, was the real lot of fun. I just thought we should get to our topic. Yes, we should. We should. People get bored and leave if we don't. <laughs> Please don't leave. Come back. Come back to the podcast. So, um, parasite with a Y. I saw that you uh, you posted a, a teaser on uh, our our Instagram. I did. Yes, yeah. I did. Parasite with a Y. Don't don't the, search for the. Yeah, if you, if you try to find an anime parasite with an I, it's it's, it's very different. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all I'll say. I mean, you could, just for kicks and giggles, or shits and giggles, if I say that. But, my, but yeah, look it up with a Y. My wife <laughs> tried to find it, and she got a movie, a live-action movie. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, yeah, and that is spelled with an I, just like parasite, yeah. the word, is normally spelled. Um, and... But yeah, and that is not a horror movie. Um, I don't think. I don't think it is. Um, I've only seen part of it. I never, never finished it. I think it's like suspense comedy, which is a very interesting, like genre bending combination. I think that's Korean. I think it's a Korean film. Oh, if okay. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Parasite. I I'm pretty sure. That. Pretty sure it's Korean. I was just reading the Wikipedia, actually. Uh, our parasite was developed into two live action films in Japan. Oh, okay. Okay. In 2014 and 2015, that which is interesting, I didn't know that. I did not either. In fact, I I'd, I'd never heard about this until Harry, uh one of our one of our fans hey, Harry. had met Will in person and had been talking to him about anime, kind of bending his ear about that. And um this was this was his idea for a topic, 
um, I asked him if he knew a good horror anime, and he recommended Parasite. And uh, Will and I have both been watching it uh, this past week, and we've both enjoyed yeah. it. Like, yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it. Uh, I think you said the same earlier when we were talking. You said you like it as well. Yeah, I do. Uh, I really enjoy the um, camaraderie, the back and forth between our, the, our main protagonist and his hand. <laughs> yeah, Migo. What's the... Migi or Ini- Migo? Iniki? Inishi? Inishi? Sh- Shinichi. 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 Shinichi and Migo. Shinichi. And his hand, who is supposedly male, um, he uses male pronouns to refer to his hand, but it's voiced by a female. At yeah. It, at least it sounds like it's voiced like, by a female. I noticed um, that. Yeah. Well, that's pretty frequent, I feel like, in Japanese anime, that male parts are voiced by, by women a lot of times. Like, well, like um, Dragon Ball, right? Isn't the main character right? The Goku, yeah, is voiced even by as a woman. an adult, is still still voiced by a woman. It's a very interesting choice. Don't quite understand it, but well, it made more sense when he was a kid, you know. But yeah, when he got older, it's like, why wouldn't you? I mean, he's yeah, I don't know. Anyway, oh well, yeah, that's a topic we've already covered. Um, I don't know if we talked about the the actors necessarily, but we have covered Dragon Ball, which, by the way. Go to our back catalog. Check it out. We did two episodes, both with our our mutual friend, Zach Williams. Shout out to Zach. And the Struggle Bus coffee trailer, technically. Coffee coffee truck. It's not a truck per se. Anyway, if you're in the Piedmont Triad region and you want some damn good coffee, <laughs> go check out the Struggle Bus. Two years in a row, they won Best Drink for the yes. Carolina Classic Fair. So they're they're rocking it. So shout out to Zach and his Dragon Ball episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely! I I really enjoyed the. I can't remember the darn name of the drink, but but I had it. The one that won this ah, year. It was oh, good. Nice. Yeah, I, I didn't make it over there. I had too many other things going on. But uh, and the thought of trying to take four kids to the to the fair for little kids, I was like, yeah, no, no, too 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 much. Ooh. Too many people. Mm. Yeah, no thanks. But um, but no, I yeah, I was excited for them. They won two years in a row, so that's that's pretty cool. I think they even got to be on like the news with like uh, Laney Pope and all that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh wow! Cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then um, I think uh, Shane and Shane. I don't know if you know who that is. It's like Sounds a, familiar. It's like a Christian music group. They've been around oh, okay, quite a while. Cool, cool. But cool. they were performing. I think that Wednesday there. Which I used to be, I used to be in their music quite a bit, and um, <clears throat> but yeah, they um, they were there, and um, and so Zach has a picture with him, and them, and Lanny Pope. Cool, so, local celebrities, or cool. well, I guess Shane and Shane are like national Christian celebrities. Um, but yeah, if you're not into Christian music, you probably have no idea who they are. <laughs> but they're well known within the Christian worship music realm. I was there on the night that they had the, uh, um, shoot, my brain, my brain's not working tonight. It's not firing on all, all cylinders. Well, I, the, the night I was there, they had a very different musical t- taste at the pavilion, the clock tower. Oh yeah. Uh, hard, was it, it like hard rock or something? 
No. No. No, it was uh <coughs> Dang Nabbit. Bluegrass? No. No? No. Mariachi band. Oh <laughs> that is very different. Yes. Yeah, I very, finally remember. Very different this. than Christian worship band. Anyway, we keep getting off topic here. Parasite. So, what the heck is this thing? Let's let's read a little bit about the um, the manga, which kind of introduces. I'm assuming the anime follows it relatively closely, although I don't know that for sure. Uh, but let's see, Parasite, and uh, the literal translation from the Japanese is parasitic beasts, uh, which definitely makes sense. Is a Japanese science fiction horror manga series written and illustrated by Hitoshi Iwaki. It was published in Kodansha's Morning Open Zokan and Monthly Afternoon Magazine from 1988 to 1995. The manga was published in North America first by Tokyo Pop, then Del Rey, and finally Kodansha USA. The series follows Shinichi Izumi, a high school senior who is the victim of a failed attempt by a parasite organism to take over his brain. Instead of burrowing into his brain, the parasite landed in his hand and matured partially up his arm. The manga has been adapted into two live-action films in Japan in 2014 and 2015, an anime television series adaptation produced by Madhouse titled Parasite the Maxim, which is what we're reviewing. Yes. Aired in Japan between October 2014 and March 2015. The English language dub aired on Adult Swim's Toonami programming block in the United States between October 2015 and April 2016. By August 2022, the manga had over 25 million copies in circulation, making it one of the best-selling manga series of all time. In 1993, Parasite received the 17th Kodansha Manga Award for the general category, as well as the 27th Seiyun Award for the best manga in 1996. Nice. You want to read a little bit about the anime, sir? Let's see. You mean under the plot or? Um, No, under media. So we have different types of oh, media, like like we just talked about. We have manga, we have tributes and spinoff, anime, live action films. But we are here today to talk about the anime. There it is. An anime television series adaptation titled Parasite the Maxim. Kazizu said, no, kakaroots. I just butchered all that. Aired in Japan on Nippon TV. Stop trying, Will. You're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> One day I will conquer the Japanese language, but it won't be today. It aired in Japan on Nippon TV between October 9th, 2014 and March 26, 2015. It was produced by Madhouse, Nippon Television, VAP, and Forecast Communications and directed by Kenichi Shimizu. Ah, uh, I wonder if that's a coincidence. Kenichi? Wait. Shinichi. Shinichi. Oh, never mind. Yeah, well, <laughs> they just sound similar. Yeah, they do. With Shoji Yonimura handling series composition, Tadashi Hamaratsu designing the characters, and Ken Arai composing the music. The opening theme song is Let Me Hear, performed by Fear, the Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> fear what fear a, and what Loathing in Las Vegas, which I think is a copyright infringement because there's a movie made in the U.S. called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Huh. So I'm pretty sure, 
I wonder if they ever got sued over that. <laughs> it's a band name versus like if they had tried to name a movie that I suppose. But yeah, that's definitely a movie title. Well, it's a Japanese uh, band, so maybe the copyright doesn't extend. Which came first, I wonder. Ha 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 ha. Probably. Johnny Depp is in the movie, which I've never seen. I'm just aware of. I'm assuming the movie came first. Probably. The ending theme <clears throat> is It's the Right Time, performed by Daichi Miura at Anime Expo 2015. Sentai Filmworks announced that the anime would run on Adult Swim's Toonami programming block on October 4th, 2015. The series was simulcast by Crunchyroll outside of Asia and by Animax Asia in Southeast Asia and South Asia. Sentai Filmworks has licensed the anime for North America, South America, United Kingdom, Australia, and New Zealand release. UK distributor and a Matsu Entertainment released the series in the UK and Ireland. In Australia and New Zealand, Hanabi acquired the series and released it within the region. The English dub provided by and distributed by Sentai Filmworks was released on DVD and Blu-ray in two parts in 2016, with part 1, episodes 1-12 through 12, on April 5th, and part 2, episodes 13-24 through 24, on July 5th. So it sounds like uh, this series doesn't have that many episodes, only yeah. about 24. <clears throat> yeah, just 24 total. Um, I'm going to have to finish it then. Yeah, I guess it's um, a little easier, little easier to binge. So Will, in our research, Will made it a little farther than I did. He made it to episode 9. Um, I have only made it to episode 4. Um, yeah, because I have four kids now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that, that's mostly true. Uh, but anyway, so... Do you want to break it down episode by episode here, just to kind of talk about, or just talk about more generally the themes and things? We probably should have talked about this before we recorded our episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look well, at, us. I can look pull, at us being all prepared. I can I can pull up an episode list, but... Yeah, I've got it on IMDb here. Oh, okay. Um, so we got the first episode, stage one, Henshin. Shinichi Izumi's life takes a turn when a creature called a parasite attempts to infiltrate his body in order to take control of it, but it ends up burrowing into his right hand and both are forced to cooperate. So I thought it was interesting that he was able to, the scene was pretty intense, like when it was trying to, to get into his brain, but he was able to block it by applying a, essentially a, a tourniquet. Like yeah. He, it was a rubber band or something like this. His, some his kind of something that he was able to headphones. tie headphone cord. Okay, like tied tied around his arm, and then I guess the blood vessel it was trying to travel through was blocked off, and it got stuck there. And I guess they mature very quickly because it, you know, it migrated back to his hand, and then yeah. started maturing there instead. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, it's really interesting, like. I, I like the I like the exploration like and again I've only been through four episodes thus far but like I like this thing becomes self-aware as it begins to mature but it doesn't know what it is or where it came from which I'm assuming and you may know more about this having gone to episode 9 but assuming as the series goes on they start to reveal more about where these things came from but as of episode four, where I'm at, they haven't revealed any like origins. So the the things become self aware, but then they're not sure 
where they came from or exactly what they are. Um, but it, Migi, you know, which he, he gives it the name, or no, I, I guess it gives it, Inichi, Shinichi wants to give it a name and it offers Migi because I think it just means like, what, worm hand or something, <laughs> worm, something like that. It's like, it calls itself Migi. Um, so Shinichi and Migi um, form this, very slowly begin to form this unlikely coalition. Yeah. And I'm guessing, and you've been a little further, so does it get closer and start to form more and more of maybe a friendship or almost a partnership as they go on? Yeah. Do they start to explore that more? Today's episode of the Irreverent Nerd Podcast has been brought to you by Duff Beer. Don't just sit on your duff. Get in the bar and drink some beer. That means you too, Homer. Uh, yeah, it does. Um, it's more by necessity at the beginning, kind of like mutual survival kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. And in one episode where uh, Miggy could have easily have left uh, Shinichi to die and found a new host uh, to survive, he instead saves Shinichi's life. Um, yeah, they do. Oh, is that the one you're talking about the one earlier on where it has the, is given the opportunity to merge with another? No, oh, this is but that happens this is a different as well. One. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's unknown whether or not Migi truly only wants its own survival or if it's becoming attached sentimentally to uh, Shinichi. But I would assume that um, it's uh, on face value, value it's, uh, am I using that term correctly? Anyway, I assume that the uh, Migi character really is acting according to how it claims it's acting, um, which is its own self-survival. Yeah, it, it's interesting. The They have a lot of, especially in the first couple episodes, they have a lot of very interesting discussions about like the nature of humanity, like the nature of, of violence or of, of consuming other organisms in order to live. It's really interesting stuff. Um, what th- separates uh, humans from the rest of the animal kingdom? Yeah, and it's interesting, like, because um, obviously Shinichi, you know, has an aversion to cannibalism, you know, as most yes. most humans do, it's fair to say, with some exceptions. But most humans, you know, we, we have an aversion. And that seems to be relatively consistent across other species as well, particularly other mammals, like mammals it's it's not true across the board but in general they seem not to eat each other as much which if you want to look at that from an evolutionary perspective you know it wouldn't be very beneficial for you to eat your own kind per se but it does happen um certainly there's killing for sure uh, but not always eating um of one's own species if you will that does lower, although the, you could argue the killing does as well. 
Um, and in some sense, the eating is almost almost makes more sense than just just killing, you know, because it's like nourishment is had, you know, like anyway. But they get into some of that of like, like Miggy raises the point that, hey, humans seem to eat all other kinds of organisms, like many different types of organisms. But it's like, but we, you know, whatever Miggy is, which Miggy doesn't know, right? It's like we, you know, once we inhabit a host, we only eat that that species. Like, like dogs eat dogs. Like when they inhabit a dog, they only eat other dogs. When they inhabit a human, they only eat other humans. It's like, but you humans eat almost everything. So Tsunichi's, he doesn't really have anything to say to that in response. Like, and they don't throw the word vegan out there. No. But like, it's exploring some of the themes that, that some of the philosoph- philosophically exploring some of the themes that it's like, like if you had an argument between a vegan and a carnivore, so to speak, you know, between someone who eats meat. <clears throat> Duh, that's what a carnivore is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an omnivore myself. Yeah, as are as are most, I guess technically as yes, most humans, um, even those that eat meat are omnivores. Like we eat all kinds of, all kinds of stuff, but then you have some that very deliberately choose to eat only vegetables. Um, like you can go full vegan, you know, where no animal products whatsoever, like no eggs, no cheese, none of that, you know, nothing, nothing that's an animal product or byproduct. Or vegetarian, where you you eat primarily vegetables, but you do still maybe eat some eggs or some some dairy to some extent, perhaps. <clears throat> so different levels, but it definitely gets into some of those, at least in the first few episodes. Um, I don't know if it continues to explore any of that, but it, it does explore it a good bit in the first couple episodes. It explores. Um what it means to be human mm. uh, it, I believe compassion is and self-sacrifice sacrificing for other people it's something that Miggy can't understand because he he's all about self-survival mm-hmm. instead of survival of the others um, <coughs> Shinichi is a very compassionate character he um is willing to put his own life at risk in order to save the lives of those around him uh i'm only on episode nine it's gotten to the point where miggy has spread to other parts of his body including his brain and he's starting to lose a part of his humanity Mm. um he uh, in one episode, the last episode I think I watched, he saves a he tries to save a puppy who's gotten hit by a car, but the puppy is unfortunately bleeding internally, and there's nothing he can do to save the puppy. So instead, he's he's with the puppy, comforting it during its last heartbeats, its its last breaths. Hmm. But because he's lost a part of his humanity. Uh, he throws the puppy in the trash can after it, it dies, much to his would-be girlfriend's uh, chagrin. Chagrin, yes. Mm. Um, the Shinichi before this would have given the puppy a proper burial, so we explore his uh, the beginning of his loss of humanity. 
well, not not complete humanity, just certain portions of his compassion are starting to go away. Um, he's starting to think more and more like me. So, so we get to explore those things. Uh, we still don't know by episode nine. We still don't know what the parasites are. Mm. Uh, but some of the parasites are more intelligent than others. Uh, you watched up to episode four, so you, uh, do you want to talk about the teacher and her experimentation, or do you want to wait until later to talk about that? But that, that would be an example of intelligence, um, um, Whereas some of the parasites just want to keep killing. Yeah, like, so you, you begin to see, um, I think beginning in episode three, you have the introduction of Ryoku Tamiya, and initially she has a companion, um, which there was a weird part in episode two where a woman appears to be rescued by Ryoku's companion. And it's never really explained why he would rescue a human female. You know, it's not explained why, like, but just randomly, like there's these four guys who are, you know, are, have cornered her. And the implication is very much, you know, that they're going to rape her, you know, and, um, like they're messing with her and joking with her, but it seems very clear what their intent is. And this, they they almost kind of left this hanging out there. I don't know if they yeah. do they address it again because like the character that saves the the human female um dies a couple episodes later or maybe even the next episode like um and so they don't really explore that. It's like why did he just suddenly rescue this human female because he doesn't then try to eat her or anything. So it almost seems like an altruistic act to some extent. Um, initially he just, and initially it's, it's, it still seems incongruous to me because initially he just beats the guys up, doesn't kill them, but then they come back and attack him, like hit him with a pole, which doesn't really hurt him because he's, you know, his head's been taken over by the parasite. So then he proceeds to slash all the other guys in half, basically with his flesh blades, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Now that's something interesting, like the, the parasites have this ability in a sense to reconstitute the the organism that they're that they're inhabiting it's it's matter like they can to an extent shape shift into these weird snake like appendages that have blades at the end you know it, it's very weird <laughs> and, and, and no real explanation is given for that, at least at, yeah. as of episode four anyway and later on Migi actually is able to shape shift into a gun but yeah I, saw, I did see that I did see that she, yeah, that she was doesn't episode. use the gun though so I was wondering where that was going but like what would it fire a flesh bullet <laughs> or something <laughs> or maybe just look intimidating like it's like oh I have a gun oh, yeah watch out <laughs> I'll fire wet flesh at you <laughs> 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 wet flesh no not wet flesh <laughs> I guess it was fired fast enough it could still kill you like you know or I'll fire bone fragments at you you know whatever I need those bone fragments <laughs> uh, so yeah well I um, got to the point like it was episode where Migi is experimenting with 
separating himself from yeah. Shinichi for brief periods and is able to do it at that point for three minutes at a time. It seems like you got a little further than episode four. I might have started episode five, but definitely not further than that. Okay. Um, so, um, to answer your question, uh, I forgot about that scene where Mr. A rescues that woman. Yeah, it's just really random and it's not explained. But he does say that he doesn't have enough room in his stomach for all of them. So it could be he was just going to eat that woman. That's possible. But but then why why save her? Uh, it's a little, unless he just has a taste for women. It is weird. It, it, it seems incongruous with the behavior of that organism later. Um, yeah, and, and maybe that's just a pl- massive plot hole that they just leave or a Maybe it's a hanging Chad in the <laughs> in the Chad. in the plot of of Parasite. Well, um, uh, that's a millennial reference, by the way. Any of you that came of age around the 2000 presidential election in the U.S. will know what that is. Uh, I've heard the term hanging Chad. That has to do with George W. Bush and Al Gore, and that's oh, all I'll okay. say for now. Okay. Well, in Florida, the state of Florida. So, because um, why not? <laughs> What was that woman's name that starts with an R, I think? Mr. A's. Oh, uh, Ryoko Tamiya? Yeah, Ryoko. So, uh, Ryoko and Mr. A come together romantically. Yes, they have sex. So, uh, I, didn't want, I didn't want to give away too much of the plot, unless you were ready for us to give away too much of the plot. Well, no, I mean, but, I mean, that's in, that's in episode three. Um like so she's pregnant, and that's where that's where it's at. And I think where it, episode think... four ends, the baby kicks or something, right? Um, with Ryoko, but but yeah, they it's kind of like an she basically frames it as an experiment, you know. They're that part of their human bodies still functional, like, and the implication is like the baby is supposedly a fully human, it's a normal human baby growing within this parasite infested host. Um. Uh, who, which also kills the host's mother, sadly. Yes. Uh, Ryoko's Ryoko's mother, you know, is is killed by the parasite who is now inhabiting her daughter's body, and that is a theme that they pick up. Like the mothers pick up on the fact yeah. that something's wrong, something's different, and her mom is legit. Like, who are you? What have you done with my daughter? You know, and Ryoko's like, hmm, how did she know? My appearance imitates Ryoko's exactly. It just kills her instead of being like, let her call the police. They'll just think she's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, you, you may get in. You are a threat to me. But uh, do you think Mr. A was going to try to have sex with that woman? I don't know. I really don't know. Because I don't know. Maybe he's saving her for himself. Maybe, it, But it, it doesn't really. Yeah. It doesn't really say. Uh, it's just left hanging. Cliffhanger. I so, think it's a thread they, unless they tie it up later for some reason, it's a thread they they fail to tie. I highly doubt they're going to to uh, go back to that loose thread. I'm no, already I, I so do, many I episodes of, uh, ahead. So, um, so this might come to a shock to you, but. Uh, Go ahead and spoil it, because I'll um, 
that way. Anybody who's been through episode nine, yeah. you know, you can you can chime in and listen and stuff. And I'll, I may eventually get there, but I so, might not. So in case I don't, I still want to know what happens. So you did you see the episode where Miggy uh, practices running around like a little puppy? Yeah, like it it practices like um, Shinichi wakes up and his arm's missing. Yeah, and then. And then Miggy's running around the room, and he freaks out. Which, by the way, when his mom comes in, like for some reason, Miggy keeps trying to pretend that he's masturbating. <laughs> There's a lot of masturbation yeah, well, yeah. jokes in this yeah, series, at least through episode four. I can't, I can't urinate next to someone who's talking to his... <laughs> his wang. <laughs> his wang. Well, yeah, with Miggy, he's just going, like, Shinichi's going to the restroom. He's at the urinal stall, and Miggy's like... I'm going to make your member hard or something like that. He's like, the hell you're not, or the hell you are. And he's trying to get him to stop. And so he's talking. It looks like he's talking to his penis, to his his uh, yeah. stall mate or whatever. Yeah, and the guy's like, like man, I just can't pee. What you, how'd you put it? Like, it's like, I just can't pee next to somebody who talks talking to his wing. <laughs> That's what he said. Yep. But uh... <laughs> Which I get that. That would be a yeah. little... little it, like it's weird enough if, like you know how it is. Like you're at a urinal and the guy next to you. Have you ever had someone try to talk to you at a urinal? Like I'm trying to remember if I've ever had that happen. I've Probably. Had, I've had people having a phone conversation standing next to me at the urinal, and I'm like, "Why are you still talking to this person on the phone while you're peeing in a urinal? That's kind of gross." It's like it's like. Well, yeah, yeah. I've had people try talking to me at the urinal. I kind of like act. L- inconspicuous or whatever it's kind of like i just act like nothing's happening <laughs> well i've heard from celebrities i've heard quite a few celebrities talk about this that that is their least favorite place to get recognized which totally makes sense like <laughs> it's like so if you're brad pitt and you you just want to pee in peace and then some dude comes in and, and recognizes you like oh, can i get your autograph how big Not is your penis <laughs> <laughs> is it huge <laughs> i was like oh that'd be so awkward yeah but, you know, it's a trade-off. If you're rich and famous, well, then if I ever get famous, you don't get privacy. If someone starts asking me about my diddly-do at the urinal, we're, we're going to call the police. <laughs> I diddly-do, neighbor. I diddly-do. Don't! But, uh... Homer. I, I can't do a very good Flanders. Can you do a Flanders? I'll practice later and let you know because <laughs> I'm not going to attempt it right now. Homer Homer is hard to do. Like, um, what's the name of the actor that does his? I cannot think of the actor's name right now. Um, <clears throat> most is Dan like Castel Castellaneta. Yeah, Castellaneta. yeah. He does it. It's such a unique voice that he does. And I'm bald. You know, it's. I guess he's always whining. Like some of his like, oh March. I can't quite do it, but. Most is like is a lot easier to do. Who is voiced by Hank Azaria? Um, but yeah, he's very buff. By the way, have you ever seen him in a live action wow. show? Like, no, I haven't. Like, I've seen him in a couple of live action TV shows. And I mean, if I did, I didn't he, recognize he's like him. he's like really ripped, you know, which you wouldn't necessarily picture as you're watching. Most is like, it's like Homer, you want some beer, Homer? Hey, <laughs> yeah, Bonnie, when are you gonna pay your bill? Bonnie. Anyway. Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> we got in The Simpsons once again, which uh, 
We still need to do an episode. Simpsons episode. We do. Darn. Maybe we can do one Simpsons episode in December. I don't know. We got to figure that out. (sighs) But, uh... Which, by the way, guys, this is more of a a news of the podcast kind of thing. So we, we are contemplating ending the Irreverent Nerds podcast. So this is a fairly large announcement. And for those of you that are still listening, we know that your listeners that care would actually give a crap because you're still here 43 minutes into this podcast. Yeah, that's why we totally waited. Exactly. No, no, I didn't even think about it until now. But we're, we're talking about ending the podcast um, around 100 episodes. Like, I've already kind of decided to, which I haven't officially done it on, but to do away with the subscription service because that, that just didn't take off. It just wasn't wasn't popular. And honestly, we don't have the bandwidth. This is one of the things we're talking about. I know I don't, and I think we'll... You know, you've got some artistic things that you want to work on, you know, you're with your comic career and things. Uh, I don't think either one of us had the bandwidth to do five or six episodes a month. I don't know what, whether it's my depression or sleep apnea. I'm just exhausted a lot. And I know. It's, I think it's called being old. Yeah, being old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not to say that we can't and, both do more to take better care yeah, of ourselves. And I'm going to be fostering soon. Oh, yes. Yes. So you're so. about to get busier. Yeah, I'm about to get busier. So we're so we're contemplating um, ending the episode at 100, which, if we were to reinstate all the bonus episodes as regular episodes, would be would come right at the end of November, uh, which I think we've already announced this, but that's going to be a Miyazaki month, right? And you know, so we would we would end with you know Miyazaki films. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta make sure I calculate that correctly because if if Miyazaki month ends at ninety nine, I feel like the Simpsons episode would be a perfect way to go out if we oh, do yeah. so. But uh, when, but this is not necessarily the end of podcasting for us. We're we're talking about other ways to continue on with podcasting, but just at a, at a lower frequency. Uh, so kind of where we're at right now is like we'll either continue the Irreverent Nerds, but only do a monthly episode. Like basically a movie of the month, you know, and most likely kind of what we're tossing around is like, we'll, we'll do, we'll choose one theatrical release per month to cover. And part of the reason we wanted this too, is like, you know, in addition to, we want to focus a little more on, on quality rather than quantity, you know, because we don't have the bandwidth or the hours to, to really put into a weekly episode and make it excellent. Um, in order to have higher quality episodes, we have to lower the frequency of the episodes at this point. Uh, so we're talking about, that's another reason why we're talking about going monthly. So it'll either be the irreverent nerds that continues, but the frequency goes down or we'll come out with a, with a brand new podcast that will, that will launch. Um, but it'll be, it'll be similar to the irreverent nerds and that we're still covering a movie together and we're doing movie reviews so it'll have some similarity to the Irreverent Nerds in that way, but it'll have a different title and a different logo and all that. Um, none of that is set in stone at this point. We're, we're talking through it. Uh, but what we're pretty pretty decided on is that we're going to lower the frequency of episodes regardless. Because, um, yeah, we, we don't have the bandwidth to really do it justice on a weekly basis, and especially now when we were trying to do five or six episodes with the subscription service, so that was just an overreach 
uh, mostly on my part. Will kind of got stuck along for the ride, and we just I'm here. Haven't I'm here kept up with it. Haul. Um, yeah, and it's so it's one of those where we want to want to have higher quality episodes, um, but maybe you know we might end up putting the same amount of time into it as we're putting into the weekly. But each episode will be much much higher quality. It will be the idea, and um, yeah, and if at some point that started making a lot of money then we could like we could probably actually afford to put more time into it because it would be like a side business um whereas right now it's more of a hobby than anything else an enjoyable hobby yeah of course um but we also want to put out a good product like we want to put out a good podcast we don't you don't want to just do this to have fun ourselves like we want to also make it enjoyable for the audience because otherwise why are we putting out a podcast why don't we just hang out and talk you know, why put out a podcast if we can't do it well, you know? Um, that's good. That's how I feel anyway. But anyway, uh, so that's a side note, the kind of news of the podcast. So getting back to our, our main topic, Parasite, uh, which got maybe another 10 minutes or so in our, in our episode here. Um, so I think we were talking some about um, Ryoko Tamiya. Um, yeah. So she... She's an interesting character because she, she's one of the parasites. She's taken over the host's brain, so she's fully taken over that host's body. But she seems very, very much more self-aware and seems to have more self-control as well and, and has some other, other motivations or things that she wants to find out or discover. Um, so she decides to continue her host's life basically at least initially being a teacher and um and then was it mr a kind of messes that up a bit yeah decides to go on a rampage (laughs) oh yeah you know trying to find shinichi i guess is the and he and shinichi eventually fight and um neither one of them get killed um do i just talk in the microphone here okay here goes Nerds, I am here to tell you, if I never see another leech again, it'll be too soon. Damn, I hate leeches. Anyway, I wanted to take a minute to inform you. Oh, by the way, this is Raph. You know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Raphael, that's me. Anyway, I wanted to take a minute to inform you that the irreverent nerds want to hear from you. There are a multitude of ways you can contact them. Number one. Follow them on Instagram, at irreverent underscore nerds. Number two, like their fan page on Facebook, The Irreverent Nerds. Number three, reply to episode questions and polls when you listen on Spotify. Number four, leave them a voice message at theirreverentnerds.com. Number five, follow them individually on Instagram, at ourbest underscore WS and at cartoonistwill. And you get the picture, right? Reach out, connect, let them know what you think. Even if you think they stink, they want to hear from you. All right, can I go now? I have some pizza to eat and some heads to smash. All right, later. Nerds, we would love to find out who is on the other side of the microphone. There are multiple options by which you can connect with us. Our Instagram handle is at irreverent underscore nerds. 
We are on Facebook and YouTube as simply The Irreverent Nerds. Makes sense, right? And of course, we are on your podcast app. If you listen on Spotify, scroll down and you will see a question. What did you think of this episode? We welcome your feedback. We post episode-specific polls and questions from time to time on Spotify, so please feel free to jump in there and give us your two cents. All right, nerds, I've talked enough. Let's get back to this week's episode. In the fight, but spoiler warning, of course, uh, if that wasn't already obvious, Mr. A is then killed by Ryuko, who she begins to see him as a threat, and he's dying because... Well, I guess he, he does effectively get, you know, he's, he's dying as a result of wounds suffered during the fight with Shinichi. Oh, yeah. But he's, his last attempt at survival is like, I, I need to merge with Ryuko. Um, and she, I guess, anticipated that and somehow set up explosives. <laughs> One of the, I think it was just like gas tanks or, or oxygen tanks or something. Um, but she set that up and then kills him with that. Um yeah, this is a pretty intense, intense sequence. He, he kills a few teachers. I, I don't remember if he killed any students along the way, but he definitely kills some teachers. No, just teachers. Yeah. Because they deserve it. No, just kidding. No, they don't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm thinking of The Faculty, which is a 90s ah. movie that I listened to a podcast review of recently. Which, by the way, if you like horror... Like here's a shout out. I, I doubt that they're listening to this, but I recently started following them on on Instagram. But a shout out to a podca- podcast, a podcast, a podcast I recently discovered. No, a podcast, uh, <laughs> the Film Flamers. Um, so it's a, it's a horror podcast. So they talk about horror and and some horror adjacent films, and they they just have a lot of fun, and it's it's very well done, well researched, um. You know, these are guys that genuinely love movies, but horror movies in particular. And I kind of, I, a lot of these are ones that I don't really have a, a desire to watch myself, but I enjoy hearing other people talk about the film. So, like, you, you get kind of a, a, a second degree scare, <laughs> an indirect scare, but then you have fun listening. Anyway, plug for their podcast. All right. I'm going to be quiet now. Will, how about you talk for a while? I, I I feel like I talk too much sometimes. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. At least you're you got uh you got energy. You got pep. I guess I've I've gotten a little better over the years at just filling time, but I feel like it gets boring sometimes. <laughs> so um, I've only shooting watched, a bull, as some might say. Anyway. I've only watched up to episode nine. I'm gonna try to try to surprise you with what happens next. Okay. So um. So Shinichi's parents want to go out to the country to have a vacation, mm-hmm. uh, and Migi tells him that the parasites are congregating in the city, so it'll be safe for them to be out in the country. But what they didn't know is that there's one parasite out in the country oh. who then chops off his mom's head. Oh, shit. I had a feeling one of them was going to die. Uh, and then transplants its head onto the mom's body. Oh, fun. Uh, the mom tries to kill the dad, hospitalizing him. The mom comes home, murders Shinichi. And that was the end of, uh, that episode. That's the series. That was the end of episode nine? No, 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 no. Um, I think that was like episode six or something. 
So then, I can't remember. So then Miggy brings him back to life in the, nepo- yeah, the next Mig- episode somehow. Yeah, Miggy, uh, Shinichi's heart was destroyed. So Mig- Miggy turns into a heart, shapes this into a heart, and goes inside of his body, leaving him armless. Ah. But uh, during the... So, so Shinichi, he's just missing school on the floor um, for maybe a week or something until he wakes up again. But um, uh, so Migi saves his life, takes care of him, go goes around the house, uh, get, and feeds him food <laughs> and stuff, uh, mostly sugar water, but um. Miggy does save his life and then return to the arm, but uh, because of this, Miggy's cells accidentally get dispersed throughout Shinichi's body. Uh, so through, now he, he has the bloodstream, or yeah, gets pumped. He pumps himself throughout the body somehow. So he now has superhuman powers. Uh, he can run like an athlete. He can jump and clear huge concrete uh, walls. I must say this is one of the the weirdest superhero origin stories <laughs> I, I have seen. Unique, definitely unique. Yeah, but the only problem is is that some of Miggy's cells have gotten to his brain apparently because he's mm. mm-hmm. he's worried now that he's losing his humanity. So that's cause for maybe more exploration of the what does it mean to be human? Yeah, and that's where thing. I stopped watching. Yeah, they're exploring that. I don't know where it's going, but, you know, Shinichi is worried he's losing his humanity. Those around him have, like his dad, who is now an alcoholic, after watching his wife's head get chopped off. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. I, would, I, would, I might become an alcoholic, too, if that happened to me. <laughs> it's like, damn. It's like... Yeah. The He knows what he saw, but the police told him he's crazy. But, um... And Shinichi is this close to telling his dad, but his dad doesn't want to hear it about what's going really going on in the, in the world. But oh yeah, trauma. Yeah, I mean, to say the least. I mean, for Shinichi too, but Shinichi didn't watch it happen. So yeah, well, Shinichi did get murdered by his mom. So now does he figure out before he gets murdered, or does it like a total surprise? Like she just randomly goes, like, Poof. No, uh... Does she talk to him first and be like, I murdered your mom, la, even though I look like her? Pretty much. Okay, like but, vill- villain speech, sort of. No, it was more... Not, not, not a full-fledged villain speech, no, but enough to know that it's not the mom. Anyway, not anymore. Well, that's good. At least he at least he realized it wasn't his mom before no, she he, killed he him. No, he was in complete denial uh, he didn't accept that it wasn't his mother until he woke up a week later on the floor. Hmm. Um, fi- finally um, healed up. Hmm. But uh, so that was messed up. Man, I bet he has some guilt about some of the things he said to his mom. Too like I'm assuming they probably deal with that. Some. Yeah, he was apologizing to his mom his mom's body when uh he Mm. got killed Mm. that sucks yeah so if we hadn't mentioned it by the way this series um definitely deals in body horror it falls into the body horror category 
yeah, all kinds of weird mutating bloody like weird body parts like eyes popping up in a hand like pan's labyrinth kind of shit like (laughs) you know what i mean like um which that's a good movie to cover by the way yeah i've never seen it if we were doing like to see it yeah oh shit well (laughs) you know we have all these ideas over the months like we should cover that we should cover that uh but you know we're definitely gonna be more selective but there's nothing that says we can't watch that as friends and just hang out. That's true. Um, it's like, oh, we cover that on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, uh, highly rec. It's definitely recommended. Like, um, it's like the tonality. It's definitely more violent than, um, or at least a more graphic in its violence than than the um, two Hellboy films. But tonality and, and aesthetically, it reminds me of Hellboy Two. You know, Pan's um, yeah, like oh, okay. they were made, I think, around the, not too far apart in, in years. Like, really, yeah, by Guillermo del Toro, was the same writer oh, director. Okay. He did the Hellboy, Hellboy one and two, uh, not the newer one, but um, he, did, he did the I first two, and then he also did Pan's Labyrinth okay. in uh, The Shape of Water more recently. I thought Pan's Labyrinth was a lot older than that. What am I thinking of? What's that movie? I mean, it's pretty old. It's like 2008, 2009-ish, 2010, somewhere in there. Well, it's, what's it's pretty old. What's that movie that was worked on by the Jim Henson Company? Oh, you're thinking of Labyrinth. Yeah, Straight up Labyrinth. Yes, I'm thinking of Labyrinth. Yeah, that's from 85. That had like David Bowie in it. And, yeah. Uh, I, no. I like that movie. I like that old 80s Jim Henson stuff like The Dark Crystal. Yeah. Which I only saw recently. You know, like I didn't see it growing up. My parents wouldn't have let me watch that too much like cult magic or something they uh yeah. they brought it back on netflix or something yeah i saw that was it it was all cgi though probably right or was it legit puppet, i haven't watched puppets? it but i knew i know that they made something new yeah no i heard about that yeah but I, yeah i finally caught up with the but yeah there's something about 80s fantasy that that i like and maybe some of it is just the nostalgia but but i didn't i didn't really watch 80s fantasy in the 80s myself like not not like the live action stuff i think it was a little too, i was a little too young for it when it was actually coming out. Um, I suppose I saw some of it over the years, but yeah, I, I had never, until I was an adult, I had never seen Legend, I'd never seen Labyrinth, I'd never seen Dark Crystal, um, stuff like that. Um, and then I caught up with those, oh, as well as uh, Willow. I had not seen those until I was an adult. And um, caught up with those as an adult and still still really enjoy them. And um, But it still definitely felt some 80s nostalgia um, <laughs> you've seen you've seen the Neverending Story. Yeah, oh, I've definitely seen that. I don't know if I ever saw the whole thing as a kid. It's one of those like you're aware of it and you, you hear about it all the time, but I can't remember if I ever, I don't think I ever saw it the whole thing as a kid. Was there, or more at least than one not part? the unedited version anyway? Um, but um, but yeah, I finally caught up with that within the last couple of years too, and uh, yeah. <laughs> No, but I was just thinking of the two huge statues in the nude, nude statues. Yeah, for a PG kids movie. Inappropriate? No. <laughs> Never ending story. <laughs> Which, by the way, the film flamers cover that as well. They, what they call it, um, uh, ah, they had a name for it, but like introductory horror, like your introduction to horror, like. 
think you watched it as a kid and it kind of is like horror adjacent. It kind of primes you for horror movies, so to speak. Because, yeah, there's definitely some creepy parts in that. And obviously in, in the other movies I just mentioned, like Legend and Dark Crystal. And all that, some pretty creepy stuff, you know. But, but, you know, but the, I like it. There I like were it. The Never Ending Story, there were three parts. I've seen the first one. Um, have not seen the second or third one. There's a wasn't based on, it was based on a book too, I think. Which once again we're getting off topic, but <laughs> right, yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, it's about time to finish up. But yeah, we we didn't get didn't get in super deep to Parasite, um, but um, yeah, I I enjoy this series, and I think I would recommend it for fans of horror as well as fans of anime. And it's not so like if you've seen mature anime. You know, it, it, the violence is not that ridiculous. It's not that, you know, but it, but it's definitely, I think, where some of the gross outcomes is because it's, like, people's heads, like, coming apart. Yeah. And, and some of and that's like off Eyeballs and hands and yeah. stuff. And, and a mouth, like, a mouth forms in the middle of a hand, you know, with me. And, and that's a little, like, <laughs> you know, like, gives you the willies. Oh, I forgot bit. to tell you, he meets another another guy who... Uh, the parasite went to a, the wrong body part, but it's his neck. <laughs> so, like, so, talks out of the neck. Like, no, sometimes, but or it just, just didn't takes make just didn't make it all mouth. the way all the way up. It takes control of his mouth, so he the guy is only talking like this, but then suddenly his whole mouth just blows up like a balloon. The parasite <laughs> talking. Rah, 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 rah. <coughs> they're just totally chill. It's this fat guy. They're just totally like, chill. What's up, man? Yeah, the parasites like, just chill. <laughs> I'm a parasite, man. What's up? What's up? And then, then it was like, oh man. And I was like, no. And I was like, sorry, I'm I'm channeling Ant Man right now. You know the scenes from Ant Man where his his friend is like telling no, no, the telling, telling like the stories. <laughs> is it? Is it? Yeah. It's like, and then then yeah, I met my cousin. Then I met my cousins, and you know. He's was like, when he I was talks. like, what? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, what? No. <laughs> yeah, uh, which apparently, um, uh, was it Jay, I can't remember the actor's name right now that that plays that character in, in Ant Man, but um, he ah. apparently based him on his cousin. Apparently, his cousin talks like that ah. in, in, in real life and tells stories. You know, well, then the other day, man, like, I was like, I was like, no, it's like, <laughs> uh, I'm I disappointed they didn't bring him back for Ant Man three. Did they not? I thought, did he not make an appearance in there? I'm trying to remember. Quantum Mania? Well, I know it, he wasn't in there much if he was at all. I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a little cameo. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, that was a sadly mediocre entry in that in that trilogy. I liked it more when I first saw it, but the more I've thought about it afterwards, I'm like, yeah, that was, that was kind of eh. 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 Well, you know, it didn't really fit the previous two films. Yeah. No, I mean, it, obviously it deals with going in the quantum realm, which the first two films, the second, the second right. one in particular, deal with a lot. It was just completely different is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it was very different. And they they bring in Kang, you know, which, by the way, I started watching Loki, and the first episode is really good. Cool. I need um, to watch that. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about season two? Mm-hmm. Season mm-hmm. two, yeah. The season two um, just started releasing on Disney+. And... Um, 
Yeah, and, and uh, I think they had already filmed with Jonathan Majors um, before all that about his domestic violence came out. Yeah, so I think they had already finished filming. Um, so they, although it's somewhat fitting that he's playing a villain, I suppose, um, would have been a little different. I think if he'd been playing a hero, and then that came out. But, but that being said, he's not going to be in any more. I think Disney has already made that clear. So they're going to have to. If they continue with his character beyond Loki season two, they're going to, have to recast. Which, with all the multiverse, with all the multiverse stuff, it wouldn't be that hard, honestly, well, to well, to explain it. Rhodes was face changed between Iron Man one and two. Oh, I know, yeah, and they, they obviously they don't say anything about it. You know, it's kind of like um, like in well, like from Batman Begins to the Dark Knight, you have, you know, Rachel gets recast. Yeah. Um, which, which I, I didn't notice. Really? You just said so. Are you serious? Yes. You're two very different actresses. <laughs> you, d- you never noticed that. I probably that. thought they were different characters. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes more sense because yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal is is definitely she's very different. You know, just a very different I didn't person. Even know but she was in Batman Begins. <laughs> well, she's not, but um, um, Katie Katie Holmes plays Rachel in the first film, and then uh, for whatever reason she was was either wasn't able to or they just for some reason chose to recast it. Or she had a conflict. I don't know what, but they re recast it in the second film, um, which I didn't necessarily like. I, I I don't like Katie Holmes in a lot of things, but I did actually like her as Rachel. Somehow that seemed to fit in the first one, and and I like Maggie Gyllenhaal, but yeah, her character didn't really work for me in The Dark Knight. Um, and some of it was that they recast it, and that kind of took me out of it a bit. That was part of it. Um, but honestly, I wasn't a big fan of the Harvey Dent character in The Dark Knight either. Like, right. Uh, I suppose it's fair to say that the most interesting thing, which it is true for, I guess, many people that have seen it, about The Dark Knight is Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. He kind of overpowers the whole thing. And just a tour de force performance. Rest in peace, Heath Ledger. Um, but yeah. Anyway, we keep <laughs> I keep getting off topic. Learn all over the place here. Speaking of that. Hey, at least we're having fun, and hopefully that means the listener is having fun. I, I hope so. I hope you guys have fun. Like, <laughs> was it, I think I raised, didn't I raise like a a podcast idea? I think I told you about it. It's like, um, it would be something where I was like, we maybe have a starter topic, but then it could go literally anywhere from the starter topic, and there's no set plan. We call it "Where the fuck is this going?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's the name of the podcast. I feel like that might actually be successful too. It's like, like hey, uh, that fits us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, just like ADHD it to the max. You know I, what I mean? Like, like oh, shiny. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should just do that. Like, no preparation necessary. Just like whatever comes to our minds, we talk about. Uh, I propose <laughs> stream of consciousness kind of thing. See I, what happens. I propose the title. Hey, look a squirrel, but that's probably already taken. Oh, I like that. Maybe, maybe not for a podcast. I'm going to look it up right now. Actually, see, <laughs> like I did that for the irreverent nerds. I was like, I looked it up to see if anyone else had taken the name and, and it was unique. No one else so far has not taken it and copied it either, but nerd or nerds is in so many different like podcasts yeah. or Instagram profiles. It's almost ubiquitous now. I'm like, um, if we do start a, a new, a completely new podcast, I'm going to definitely come up, hopefully, with something more, even more original. Maybe not even have the word nerd in there. Um, but, see, what did you call that? Hey, look, it's a squirrel. 
Hey, look, a squirrel. Hey, look, a squirrel. <laughs> a podcast by two men with ADD <laughs> or ADHD. Yeah. ADHD. I have ADHD, HDAD, ADHD, hey look a squirrel, so the first thing that came up was a playlist, ADHD, I'm on the highway to, hey look a squirrel, another one, another playlist, highway to, hey look a squirrel, Um, but that's playlists, <laughs> so there is a podcast called The Lord of the Squirrels. <laughs> Marvel's Squirrel Girl, The Unbeatable Rad, Squirrels and Robots. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Okay, th- this has nothing to do with squirrels. Hot dogs and open. For some reason, sandwich. this is what what is coming up. There's another one called These Big Nuts, and ADHD Grandma. So ADHD is coming up a lot. So. Obviously, there's the, there's a connection there, but I'm not seeing a podcast called that. Um, there's an episode called "How Squirrels Track Their Nuts." And their acorns. Squirrel too. nuts. Hey, well, it's not taken, so hey, you know, I actually like that. I like that title. Hey, look, a squirrel. <laughs> a podcast. A stream of consciousness podcast, hosted by two men with ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume that your title wasn't taken either. Oh, the uh, which one? The um, where the fuck is this going? <laughs> yeah, probably not. But <laughs> I should look. Where this is bonus, by the way. You guys get this content for free. N- not that the other content costs anything uh, to you. <laughs> Actually, it doesn't cost anything to us either, other than what I put into the uh, equipment. I imagine there's an episode called that, but let's see. There's a podcast. What the fuck is this? What the fuck is happening? Where's this going? And then it gets into stuff that doesn't seem to have anything to do with that title. Is it not safe for work material, Richard? Horrortopia. <laughs> for some reason came up. What the fuck are we talking about? did come up so that's close that's the closest oh that's really close what the fuck am i doing (laughs) fuck your feelings by the way this is probably the most f words that we've had in an episode since zach was here i Um, think i'd be sensitized (laughs) ion ion like ion like the ions ion no shit about fuck what but uh i did some weird podcasts out there what the fat who the fuck am I? I resonate with that. <laughs> WTF is on my mind by Mark Vicente. What the what the f history? Yeah, but there's not there's not one of like where the fuck is, is this going? There, but yeah, there is a what the fuck is happening, and where's this going? Those are close, but but not the same. But I do like the Hey Look a Squirrel. Yeah, that was my attempt. Don't to... steal that, by the way. Yeah, yeah don't we're, steal we're, that. We're gonna do it first, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so that, that that'd be a very low low maintenance and fun podcast to do. I think so. Yeah, maybe maybe more fun than the 
And that that was my tip to give you a uh, a title that didn't have the F word in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because you are going to alienate some audiences. You're not going to have as much general appeal necessarily um, if you have it right in the title. Like, well, boy, like where the you could just artist, put like missionary. where the bleep is this going? No. Co-host of where the is this going? <laughs> yeah, where the f- f- fuzz is this going? <laughs> Where the felony is this going? A Star Wars podcast? No. Uh. Yeah, we don't talk about religion, but if y'all di- don't follow my Facebook, y'all probably don't know my religious leanings. So we have talked about it a few times on oh, this podcast. Okay, cool. I mean, have we not? So like, that few, might be really weird on my. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Will <laughs> co-host of Where the fuck is this going? <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That might be a little embarrassing. My my pastor talked with me <laughs> when I started doing Super Milo again, and I don't know. Really? Yeah. So I, I don't know what uh conversation we might have. <laughs> start working on where the episode. That's interesting. <laughs> well, like interestingly, he would. Talk to you about that and not about this podcast. <laughs> I, he doesn't uh, listen to our podcast. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> it's not meant for pastors. Not that pastors can't enjoy it. You're more than welcome to enjoy it if you're a pastor. We have some episodes. <laughs> yeah, we do actually. Um, the only reason we have we have an explicit rating on on Apple, but that's only because you you have to choose the rating at the podcast level on Apple. Whereas, like with Spotify, it's by episode, so it's yeah. like. When I go to post the episodes, I have to indicate whether it's explicit or not, you know. And if it has at least at least one or two f words, I'll put that in there. Or if for some reason we're dealing with like highly mature content, which doesn't happen very often, we're dealing um, with highly immature content. <laughs> exactly, that happens all the time. Uh, <laughs> every every fucking episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this might have. This is getting pretty close to the officially. Uh, the most F-words in one episode. <laughs> Slap that warning All at the end. Episode. You know, which there's probably not too many people that are still listening at this point anyway, so if you're here, we still hopefully recording? you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, we're still recording. Um, yeah, which we need to go I'm to bed, kidding, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> so anyway, nerds, um, yeah, I hope we didn't make you blush too much there at the end. <laughs> uh, but if you want to blush even more, uh, check out the Film Flamers podcast. They have no qualms about dropping the F word, although they're more strategic about it. But there's another nerd podcast that I've listened to recently, um, which I would also recommend. It's called The Wizard and the Bruiser, which they've been, they're similar to us in that they they do like a variety of, of nerd topics and um, nerd films and nerd TV, nerdy TV shows, you know, genre stuff. Uh, but they also have covered some video games, so, uh, you know, kind of some similarity there, but they've been doing it longer than we have um, t- since 2016. Um, the Film Flamers and since 2018. So yeah, check out both of those podcasts. Shout out to them. Don't know if they'll ever hear this, but yeah, go go check out our our fellow nerdy podcasters. So we're doing it a little longer and more successfully. They actually have, um, I think they both have. Um, um, no, wait, I should say that. The Film Flamers, they have a lot of patrons. So they have patrons, but I don't know if they have advertising yet. But the Wizard and the Bruiser actually have advertisers and stuff that they have courted. Anyway, all right. I'm talking too much. Goodbye, nerds. <laughs> Until next time. Saranara. Live long.
and prosper. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Reverend Nerds Podcast. If you would, consider following us on Instagram. We are there at irreverent underscore nerds. You can also hit us up on Facebook. Just look us up there at the Irreverent Nerds. That's our fan page. We have a YouTube channel as well. Once again, the Irreverent Nerds. Nice and simple, right? And if you go to www.irreverentnerds.com, that will send you to our podcasters for Spotify, formerly Anchor.fm profile, where you can send us a voice message if you want to support us financially or listen to the podcast. It will also direct you to other places you can listen, like Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, you name it. So like, comment, subscribe, follow, all those good things, wherever you find us, wherever you listen to us, we would greatly appreciate it. Until next time, nerds, live long and prosper. Avengers Assemble! I'm Batman. <laughs>